Hey y'all, welcome back to the Face to Face podcast. I hope and pray that this blesses you and that this episode just uplifts you and wherever you are with your walk with God right now. And our whole goal for this podcast is that as we share our experiences and our vulnerable and authentic and our um, and our testimonies with each other, that we would grow closer to God through that and that we would just find and experience him and his love in new ways that we never could have thought or imagined or dreamt of before. And our whole basis for this is Exodus 33 uh, verse 11 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. So grab your headphones and let's just jump right in. Hi everyone. Hey. Hi. Well, welcome back to the face-to-face podcast. We're so glad that you've tuned in with us this week. Um, we have some guest speakers with here us today. Uh, th- we have Brad and Aaron, and they are from Jessica's house. And uh, we're going to be talking about grief and losing a loved one today. And we felt like it would be a good idea to pull on some uh, professionals in this area on board. And so Michaela will go ahead and introduce them and kind of tell you who they are and what they do and whatnot. So Michaela, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so um, in our community recently, in the last year, we have lost quite a few people um, just within our community, within our school district even. So we had someone ask us on the podcast if we would do a section on grief. So this one I believe is going to be titled Losing a Loved One. Yeah. And uh, I had some connections to Jessica's house. Um, So yeah, Aaron and Brad joined us from there. And they're an organization that helps families that have lost a loved one. But I know they do a lot more than that. So maybe one of you guys could explain a bit more about that. Oh, sure. Um, So we are Jessica's house. We opened in 2012. And we support children teens, young adults, and their families um, through a group experience. So families come together, so kids meet together um, who have lost a parent or a sibling, and then the adults in the family meet at the same time as the kids. And so they support each other, and um, they just, they're able to really know what it's like to lose a person. So if a person has lost their dad, um, they're all together, and they understand um, what that's like, and they can support each other. And um, and so we do that. We also provide some crisis support. And Brad, I can um, you want to jump in on that? Yeah. So on that crisis support, is we help out in different community calls when there's a need, uh, when there's a death of a student at a school or faci- uh, um, sorry, faculty or staff, and uh, we're able to go out to different schools or different places of business and do uh, group support there on campuses to where most kids are affected. And so we're able to respond to those different needs throughout our community. Yeah, I know they've, they've joined um, Hillmar once or twice when this has happened in different schools around our area. That they've, you know, they've come to HCA before, which is a Christian club at our school, and they were just super uplifting and encouraging and really inspiring. Um, and actually, we have a personal testimony from Gabby um, and her personal experiences in losing a loved one and, and losing her aunt. And so um, we'll have her share that really quick. Um, and then we are going to jump into the questions. So, and she actually also recently. Um, help someone 
through the process of grief um, and kind of sent them some uh, verses. And so she's going to share her message from, um, yeah, from that experience. So, Gabby, if you want to um, really yeah, quick. so I'm just going to kind of start out with like the backstory of, you know, like how I found out uh, my aunt died and stuff. So um, my aunt was a community service officer for Patterson Police Department. And on her very last day, uh, she went into work to say goodbye to everyone. And then um, Deputy Garner had asked her, hey, you know, you want to go on a ride along with me, you know, as like your last big bang here at the police department. And she did. And then I believe they were responding to a robbery call. And I briefly touched about this in my testimony too. Um, but they were responding to a robbery call and they passed this corner really, really fast and they lost control of the car. We're not, we're not really sure what happened. Um, or at least I'm not sure. I haven't read the reports. I haven't really found the strength to do that yet. Um, but they hit a pole, they flipped onto a dumpster and then they caught fire. Um, in the police car. So um, at the time I was at my aunt's house, um, I was saying goodbye. It was the day that I was supposed to leave. Well, it was the day that I left for Washington, D.C. for my eighth grade trip. Um, and uh, my mom had been on Facebook and she was like, oh, no, like the car caught on fire. You know, like these people are dead. And she didn't know it was my aunt at the time. And then she got a phone call from my dad she walked in the hallway to take the phone call and then like we heard her phone kind of drop and then like we heard her drop to the floor and then you know we were like what the heck so my aunt my sister and I um got up from the table we all ran into the hallway we were like what the heck is happening and she's like girls I think your aunt died and I was like uh what what right you know the initial shock I think I was in shock for a good like three minutes I didn't do anything I didn't cry I didn't move like I think I stared at the wall for a good three minutes is what I remember um And then, you know, it was kind of like, well, what was I supposed to do? That was my first thing was, you know, I wanted to stay with my family, but it was like, we paid a lot of money for this trip. So my dad was like, you're going to go on your trip. And then whenever you come back, um, we're going to deal with it. And I think that was the hardest part for me too, was being away from my family whenever it happened uh, for that first week, because it's like, I didn't feel like I could grieve. I was in a hotel room with two girls that I, like, I wasn't close to. Um, I think like the only really time that like, I really got to sit down and grieve was like the second day I was in the hallway at Great Wolf Lodge and I had called my dad and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Um, and he was like, you just finish your trip. You have fun. And I, you know, I started crying in the middle of the hallway and then, you know, a group of boys walked by and like, I tried to hide the fact that I was crying because I was like, no one knew, no one knew besides my best friend and her mom, because they took me. Um, and I was really, really angry. I was really, 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 really angry um, at God because I was like, why would you do that? You know, she was such a good person. She did so many good things. Why would you do that? Um, and, you know, eventually I had to realize, you know, like it was a good thing, you know, um, and it took me a while. It did. I think I only really realized that like, freshman sophomore year was finally whenever I got over like more of the anger part because I kind of like pushed it back um, because like everyone else kind of needed my help I felt like because like my grandma like obviously took it really hard you know she ended up in the hospital with a broken heart I don't know if you guys know that but that's literally a thing uh, you can 
you can go to the hospital for a broken heart and um yeah but um I'm gonna stop talking about that because I'm kind of I feel like I'm rambling um but I had sent this to a previous friend I'm gonna call him a previous friend um because I'm trying not to hold on to that anger for him right now um and uh his grandpa had died and at the time we were like trying to rebuild our friendship and I was like okay and I'm just gonna read like straight from what I sent him because I have it in my notes um and I put your head is more likely than swirling with emotions you know ranging from sadness to extreme anger and all that is perfectly normal and expected and it's important to validate those feelings and truly feel them and then I put everyone feels grief in a different way so there's no right way to go about your grief and then I put um in second Corinthians 5 8 it says we are confident I say and will prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord And I was like, you know, our souls long to be with the Lord and to hear the voice of Jesus, you know, crying out. Mm -hmm. Did we lose her? Did I drop? Okay. Did I drop her on here? Oh, there you are. Yes, you did. So the last thing, yeah, the last thing we heard you say was our our souls long to um, part from our body and be with the Lord. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Can you guys still hear me? Okay. So um, I'm going to start from our souls long to be with the Lord again. Our souls long to be with the Lord and to hear the voice of Jesus crying out, well done, my faithful one. You've done so good as we enter the gates. Um of God's kingdom and you know he will truly be the one that we long for as we finish out our earthly doings and then I put Romans eight twenty eight, and it says and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have called according to his purpose you know I feel like God gives everyone a purpose and when we fulfill the purpose to his beautifully and intensely made world he calls us back to our true home to join him once again in the kingdom um, and you know God wouldn't call anyone back to his kingdom if it wasn't in his divine timing um you know of course those of us who are left behind mourn, you know as we should but we should also pray and be grateful that he's called our loved ones home to where they truly belong and you know mm-hmm. okay she dropped it it's because i'm reading from my phone <laughs> um, what part uh, did i no, drop on it- this time um okay 54 <sighs> um Michaela <laughs> uh yeah I'm okay sure grieving as we should um were, were you reading like yeah I was reading directly notes? from my notes um okay so maybe like go back a little bit and I'll tell you where you left off (laughs) was it of course those of us who are left behind mourn as we should was it that one okay yes yes and then okay so starting once again in like two seconds okay but we should also pray and be grateful that he has called our loved ones home to where they truly belong it may not seem like it right now but god is always there for you no matter who you are we're told to pray about everything and if you would like i could send you you know something to help with organizing your mind and heart into meaningful prayer and i'll do that also if you guys want to follow our instagram i can send that if you guys just dm be like hey can you send me you know how to organize 
mind and heart into meaningful prayer. And I'll just answer that. Um, and, you know, the only words that can bring true comfort are those of God. And then, you know, I kind of just encouraged him to get in some worship music and um, to really just try his hardest to, you know, just move through the process because it's a long process. It's not like you're going to do all of that and then you're going to or you're going to hear all of this and then it's like, oh, I feel better. I'm done. Like, no, you know, it's right. it's like a roller coaster. You'll be fine and then you won't. And then, you know, you'll be fine and then you won't. Like to this day, to this day, I think mm-hmm. uh, like I'll shuffle my music library and then um, Rascal Flats will come on. And something about Rascal Flats, just because I associate it with my aunt, like I still cried every single one of those songs. Maybe besides Life is a Highway because that one's kind of fast. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> all of the other songs you know I, I still cry to them and you know it's fine because those emotions aren't going to leave yeah. you that's another important thing um your emotions will not leave you you know you'll find more of a peace over it but you'll still have those emotions you'll still have those feelings um within you and I'm going to stop rambling now <laughs> right no no you're fine and it does get better over time like I I know I can like I, I can guarantee that it might take time and I, I'm not going to give a timeline because it's different for everyone. Um, like it could take you like a couple of years. Um, it could take you 10 to 20 years. Like it, there's no specific timeline. It's not a, you know, there are the, you know, five steps to grieve, 10, 10 steps to processing grief. Like there's all of those, you know, 10 step programs out there, but it's not like, you know, like Abby was saying, it's not like, okay, step one, write down your emotions. Step two, work through your, okay. And then ta-da, no more. Like you're okay. Like it doesn't work like that. Um, that would be awesome if it did, but it doesn't, but I don't know. This is such a, like a hard topic to, to talk about. Cause it's, it's very versatile and it's different for everyone, but, um, yeah, I feel like just giving it to God and, you know, kind of like Gabby was saying, like, just do what you need to do and work those, work through those emotions, talk to someone. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I just had, um, a couple of questions, but they're kind of big. So the first one that we thought would be good to deal with was what are some ways to help deal mm. with grief? That's a really good question. And um, as we deal with grief, when we process the death of a loved one, it's really huge. And the only way to really let that kind of move through us and to integrate a loss in a healthy way is to really feel the pain of the loss and just and to express how we're feeling with others. So if someone dies, it can really help to talk with others about how we found out, um, what it feels like to not have them in our lives anymore. It helps to share memories um, and any worries that might come up for us. Because sometimes if if we've never had someone die, we may worry that someone else might die so we can share those worries with others. Um, We would also want to just acknowledge what it's like to feel um, that in our body. So like sometimes when grief is there, we may notice that we have headaches or maybe stomach aches, maybe certain times of the day are hard. Um, but it's nice to be able to just express what that is, what's going on inside. And that's really how we heal. So at Jessica's house, we always talk about kind of what we're feeling inside, but being able to express it outside in different ways um, with other people who can really understand. 
Yeah, and I, I would just add that, that we all have emotions when we have a loss. And sometimes that comes out in anger. Sometimes that comes out in sadness and tears. Uh, as Aaron said, stomach aches, headaches, or some of those body issues that we face. And so what are some of those ways that I can express those emotions? Because we don't want to leave them bottled up. We don't want them to stay inside. We want to be able to have that natural motion that emotions need. Emotions need motion. And so what are healthy ways that we can have those come out of the body? And Jessica's house, I think one of the things that I've learned mostly over the years is that grief are those feelings that we have internally. And mourning is when we take those emotions and put them outside the body, whether that's through art, conversation, play, being in the outdoors, you know, being out in God's creation, maybe writing. Uh, we've had students that write music. And so just what are those what are those healthy ways and coping skills that we can use to process those emotions and get those up and out? And I think the question that we ask, we need to ask is who can I process with? Who are some of those safe people in our life that we know we can turn to in times of need when we have we have experienced loss? Yeah. And I know this wasn't one of the questions, um, but is there maybe any kind of difference or like help, especially for teenagers? You know, we have hormones and all those things. So we're even more like prone to probably that anger or lashing out. Is there a way that can help with that? Mm -hmm. like, especially for yeah. Teenagers? So that's a really good question. You know, for teenagers that may be feeling that anger, like Brad said, like going outside, sometimes sports can really help. Maybe concentrating um, on something like when you are, it's interesting, there's, um, there's been studies done on when you actually have to focus on catching a ball, it really helps your brain um, to not have the worries um, or the anger that you may normally have. And so being able to find those activities that are naturally helping you and to really just express it. So running and, you know, doing something big, we like to talk about big muscles. So if you're feeling angry and you need to get that out of your body, you're probably maybe, um, you know, doing something with your big muscles is going to really help. And so really finding that, I mean, art can really help. And um, like Brad said, music, um, we've had a lot of teens who love to write poetry. I had a group of teen girls um, for about two years, and we spent most of our time in group writing poetry, and they liked to write it at home, and they would bring it back. And so a lot of that is just that expression, and it can really help us feel better. Yeah, I say one thing that a, that a group taught me this last spring, we asked, we asked a group of teens, what, what are things you'd want adults to know about your grief? And here's one of the things that caught me uh, and I, I wrote it down and we've started teaching it uh, in, in some of the different groups that one of the teens said, I wish there was a sign or a signal, or kind of a code that I had with my teacher or my parents that I know today is just one of those emotional days, right? That I know today I just feel overwhelmed already and I'm just getting out of bed. And so what are, what are some of those ways that we can just help those around us know today's a hard emotion uh, and that we don't get in trouble for being upset because someone's died. We don't get in trouble because it's going to be a hard day, the days of grief. And so I think it's even given ourselves permission to be like, to be able to say, it's not okay today. I'm a, I'm a little bit more of a mess today than I was yesterday because grief is me from time to time. And so uh, that was one of the things that I remember we talked about as a staff that uh, taught us this last spring was, I wish there was something I, I could, you know, some sort of signal I could give my parents. And so I don't have to talk about it necessarily, but I can just give them a heads up that today I'm feeling a little extra uh, heavy with the emotion. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Maddie, Gabby, do either of you have any input on that question? Um, not really. Like, I, I like what you guys were saying about, you know, we all have different ways that we deal with things. And um, I remember, like, end of my middle school years and beginning of high school, there was just a lot going on in my life. And my mom um, had always kind of liked uh, counseling and kind of pursued that in college for a little bit, but then um, went and got a job afterwards. And, you know, she was telling me like, oh, just journal. Well, I hated being forced to journal um, and write out my feelings. I was like, okay, this is stupid. Um, But journaling does some help some people. And like, personally, I found like, um, just doing like those adult coloring books, the ones that are like super detailed, and you can use like 100 different uh, you know, colored pencils or something like that. Like that helped me. Um, and then mm-hmm. actually later on, ironically, now I like if I'm feeling a lot, I write out poetry. And mm-hmm. like it's kind of ironic how that switched and you know flipped around. <laughs> totally. But you know, um, like everyone deals with things differently. Um and mm-hmm. if, if you're a listener on this podcast or if you have been for a while, you know, like me and Gabby, we're, we're really good friends and we have been for a little bit now. And uh, we've, we made the habit of like, if something goes wrong, we go to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, so also like finding that person to talk things out with. Totally. Um, and something that we kind of mentioned in our, in our mental health um, episode some weeks back is like, it's okay to go to a therapist or a counselor. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's such a taboo thing. Like, oh my gosh, she's going to therapy. But it's like, it's totally normal and it's, it's okay. It's unhealthy. If you have things that you need to deal with, um, it's unhealthy to just keep that bottled in and to not get them out somehow. And like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to go see a counselor or a therapist um, because we all have those emotions. We all need to get them out somehow, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. And I really like what you said about how even Maddie, like how it changes as we even grow mm-hmm. and, and how sometimes poetry feels good, but then another day like or another time of our life, art would feel really good. And I love those adult coloring. Yeah. And what you're seeing about the concentration it takes to just color in that little tiny, in those lines, those are the types of things that can really help our brain feel better. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So sounds like everyone finished that question. Um, So the second one we had was, how should we as Christians look at death and grief? So, so that's a, that's a huge question, right? Because here's the reality, death and, and grief are a part of life. Like, as I was thinking about that, you know, uh, from Old Testament to New Testament, it's we see that happen as just a part of life. Um, uh, we grieve that which we've lost. And so we, we've lost uh, a person, we've lost someone we love. Uh, at some point, we're all going to grieve. And I spent a number of years as a pastor in the church, and I look uh, at, at some of my time in the church. That's one of the things, like, as I talk with my friends that are still pastors and, and we have those conversations of where are those places that, that those that are grieving can find comfort in the church. And like, cause it's just a part of life. It's just a matter of when for each of us. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things like, as I talk with friends that are still pastors and doing that is like, how are you giving people a space to, to grieve? 
because grief is messy and there's so many things tied into relationships and relationships are hard. Um, but that the, there can be such a hope uh, in the church uh, through giving p- people places to be able to meet and talk and be open and honest about what, what's happened and what grief looks like for them and the messiness that comes along with grief. Uh, and, and I just remember that, you know, I, I, I take heart that the death may have ended a life. It doesn't have to end that relationship. And, and I, and I mean that in the sense that when that person dies here on earth, there'll always be my brother or my sister or my dad or my grandpa or my grandma or my mom. But the other side of that is too, that, that those of us that know Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we meet again. So, but even while yeah. we're separated, there's still my brother, my sister, or my parent, you know, my grandparent, you know, and that never ends though their life may have ended here. And I just leave you with the thought that Jesus told us in John 16, 33, is that uh, I've told you these things so that you may, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like, you know, as believers, we're not promised like an easy life. Um, You know, Jesus does promise us troubles, um, but he says, like, I've overcome the world. Um, and, you know, even in, um, in Psalm, uh, Psalms 34, 18, it says, you know, the Lord is near the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. So, um, you know, don't, don't let that grief overcome you, like bring that to God, but like, it's okay to grieve. Like we even see Jesus, grief. you know, he was fully, he was fully God, but he was also fully yeah. human. Um, and so when, when he died on the cross and everything, um, he took that with us. So that way, when we walk through that, when we lose a loved one in life, um, like some, some might think, you know, God doesn't understand, but you know, Jesus fully understands, you know, he lost a best friend and the Bible says like he wept out of grief. Um, you know, he lost, he lost people in his life. And so going to him and you can kind of take comfort in knowing like that he'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One thing that I love is um, when you look at scripture, he never denied his humanity. Mm-hmm. If he was, if he was tired, he rested. If he was hungry, he ate. I mean, and when he was sad, he grieved and cried. And I think like for us, sometimes it's hard even um sometimes we don't want to be human, but we are. Mm-hmm. And to just to just know that we can be human, just like Jesus um, acknowledged his humanity, that we're, when we're sad, that we can acknowledge it and really just be honest. And I think part of that, like what Brad said, the messiness is it is messy. And, it, um, and to acknowledge the messiness of it and not try to wrap it up in a bow and make it look pretty because we're a Christian. It's mm-hmm. still really beautiful. And, um, and just being with it the way it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, I think one of the greatest hopes is just that community of, of being able to walk through things with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabby, anything? Um, I mean, this just, this is the verse that like I would use, um, I sent this to my grandma whenever um, my aunt pa- my aunt had passed away, but it's, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and when you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Isaiah 43, 2, and that's the New International Version. Um, 
And that verse always just takes me back to, you know, we're not promised that nothing bad is ever going to happen to us just because we're believers. The only thing that we are promised is the fact that, uh, you know, they'll be right there to help us through it. You know, like they'll be right there to be like, Hey, you know, you need some help. Like, let's just stay here. Let's, let's find peace in this somehow, you know, take your time to just settle with it. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a big part of it is trusting God through all of that. Cause I know um, that's a really big, um, that's really hard. And um, actually I'm, I'm giving a lesson tomorrow on this and I'll like briefly pull from it. Um, Cause I feel like it's really good, but um, like, when we lose someone, um, it can be really hard and, and we don't understand and we don't understand God's plan, but we have to no. trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on what we understand or don't understand, but in everything that we do, put him first and he will, you know, show us where to go and, and he'll direct our, our footsteps. And that's from Proverbs, uh, chapter three. Um, and then also just remember that what doesn't make sense to us, to us makes perfect sense to God like his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts um so when something goes wrong we can trust in knowing like okay God you're showing me like a sliver of you're just showing me one piece of the puzzle but you're seeing the full picture in in its completion because God lives outside of time so like he can see everything that's happened past present and future and he sees the full picture um and I feel like that can be a comfort in itself and that we can just rest in knowing like he knows what he's doing and he has it all under control. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off that, um, I actually just heard recently within the last couple of days of someone we knew who passed away just suddenly she had um, Parkinson's disease and, mm-hmm. you know, going off that fact that you said that God has a better plan in store. Um, like for her family, it was so hard for them to watch her go away so slowly. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. she's in such a better place now. And it's, it's almost like a blessing, even though we might not see it right now because we're, we're missing her here, but knowing that she's in a better place and that she doesn't have to suffer anymore. It's, it's a relief pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I would add that um, sometimes what families teach us is that you can hold relief that someone's in heaven and also be really sad and maybe even angry at the same time. Yeah. But, so just like even sometimes we are relieved and it, there is so much hope in that someone's in heaven. And at the same time, it's okay to be sad. And so yeah. holding both of those and I one of the, the kids taught us a really great word. Um, they put sad and happy together and they called it sappy. <laughs> and it's a health. And, you know, they just said sometimes like, I feel really sad that my dad is gone or my mom had died. But also I'm really excited that um, I get to go to the zoo tomorrow. And so like, you know, sometimes like holding both of those, like maybe like, you're trusting God. And at the same time, you're like finding it hard to trust God. And so sometimes we feel all of that at one time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's definitely hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay to feel those emotions. I know sometimes as Christians, like Aaron, as you were saying earlier, that we have to like hold it all together because we're a believer. Um, And it's sometimes really hard to, um, especially within the church, I feel like um, there's this, 
thwarted idea that, you know, if you're a Christian and something goes wrong in your life, you can't, you can't have any doubts. You can't be sad. You still have to show up to church on Sunday, all put together, um, you know, still smiling, still shaking people's hand or, you know, whatever that may look like for you. Um, but like, and as we've mentioned on, on this podcast before, like it is totally okay to have those emotions and acknowledging it is how you work through it. Like you can't just push it under the rug. Um, mm-hmm. because it's helpful. Absolutely. And we to acknowledge were, it. Yeah, we have to. And we were made in God's image. And um, you know, God is an emotional God, and we've said that before, but like in the Bible, we've seen him brokenhearted, we've seen him uh happy, we've seen him at peace, we've seen him angry. Um, so he's an emotional God. So and if we were made in his image. Like, why, why would we think that it is not okay to have those emotions and to express them? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So um, that one kind of answered our other question, I think, um, about what hope we can have. Um, so I'll just jump to the last one. Um, how can, how can you help someone who is going through grief when you yourself maybe didn't know them or you just sometimes don't feel like you can connect? How can you help them without Mm -hmm. knowing what they're going through? Yeah, that's such a great question. And, you know, at Jessica's house, we try to take the guests out of everything by using a really simple concept and it's called mirroring and reflection. So when someone else is going through grief, even if you don't know them very well, maybe you didn't know the person who died, just mirroring what they're doing and saying can really help. So if you have a friend that's grieving and they're quiet and feeling sad moment, just being a witness to where they are and not trying to change it or cheer them up or anything, just being with them in it. And if they're laughing about a funny memory um, and their energy is higher and you can laugh with them. So it can take just being able to be wherever they are. So when families walk through the door at Jessica's house, we just try to really learn from them. Everybody who is a griever is the expert in their grief. We, it's so individual. And um, the other thing is just helping them in a practical way, um, just have, you know, eating lunch with them, um, asking about their memories. Like, what would you want me to know about your dad or your mom or your brother, your sister, or your friend? Um, showing up, you guys talked about just having a safe person to talk to. Um, it's just great to show up. And I think what a grieving person needs is just what we all need is just to really feel seen and really feel heard. Yeah. Yeah, I would just echo some of that. What Aaron said is, uh, I I think in, in sitting with as many families and and kids over the years at Jessica's house, that the greatest thing I can do is just be there with them in that moment, because I can't fix what's happened. Um, listening listening is the greatest tool I have, and um, I know we we tend to jump to. Uh, advice or cliches sometimes but i would just i would just stress listen 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 um mm-hmm. I, I and aaron aaron is speaking about the word reflection and mirroring the way that i put it the way that i look at it is i'm only going to use what someone says to me and what i mean by that is if they only talk about um a certain 
kind of aspect or what they're feeling, I'm just going to use that. I'm not going to ask questions to dig deeper. Um, the only thing, like if, if you say your question was, if you don't really know them that well, or you didn't know the person that died in their life, you might start off with, Hey, can you tell me the one thing you'd want me to know about that person or the, your dad? What's the one thing you'd want me to know about your dad or your best friend? You know? And so those are, those are some little things that I use at the house. Um, but I think so many times we, we get nervous or uncomfortable because it's quiet. And I think just sitting and quiet with someone is yeah. more healing than we ever know. And so I would just say, take your own comfort level out of it and just follow their lead. If they're quiet, just be quiet with them. If they want to talk about this vacation trip, then talk about that vacation trip. If they want to talk about what they missed then talk about what they miss and just, just mirror where they're at and reflect what they're talking about. Like Aaron was saying. Yeah, that's good. And then, you know, in Romans twelve fifteen, it says, um, like rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep and kind of, you know, just bouncing off of, um, of what both you and Brad and Aaron were saying, you know, just do what, what they're doing. Um, don't, you know, try to cheer them up if they're not feeling up to it. Um, and I really like what you said, Brad, about, you know, just sitting in silence with them because that can be really healing. Um, and I feel like in that, um, that kind of also allows for God to just work on their heart and heal them. Um, because sitting in that silence, you know, God's with you too. And he's there and he's also, um, he's mourning with you. And um, yeah. Um, and I, I feel like it's important to note too, that like different families have different like grieving processes too, like within itself. Um, like for instance, my grandma, like she did not want to see anything involving our aunt. Like she didn't want to see pictures. She didn't want to see memories. Like that was it. Um, whereas my papa, you know, he wanted to surround himself with all her pictures, you know, like he had pictures up by his desk and like my, my grandma just hated it. And I think it's really important to remember that like, don't try to be the middleman in that situation. You know, um, you, you're going to have your own grieving process too. You need to, you can't really worry about someone else's grieving while you're trying to grieve yourself because you're just going to push your emotions back to try to fix someone else's. And then eventually your emotions are going to unknowingly pile up and then you're going to explode. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pushing yeah. stuff under the rug is definitely easy, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that question kind of was from me because I personally haven't really lost anyone yet that I was super close with, but you know, as I get older, I've noticed more and more people that I generally know of and they're kind of getting closer and closer to home and it's, it's hard because it's like, well, I know my mom really knew that person, but... I, like what do I do I don't I didn't know who she was I just heard her name or something like that so sometimes just yeah. hearing the fun memories is is nice because then I can tell that my mom or whoever it was was feeling so much better afterwards and I just letting that go yeah all well, right. does anyone have any more questions for Brad or Aaron? I don't think so. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Um, thank you, Brad and Aaron, so much for your time and for um, for doing this podcast with us and this episode. And um, I feel like this will really help a lot of our listeners and especially in our community. Because um, as Michaela was saying, you know, we have lost um, quite a few in our community in this past year. Um, and even kids and even like people yeah. in our in our schools. Um, so I feel like this will this will really be a blessing. So thank you guys so much for your time. Um, and yeah, if you guys um, do, you guys have anything else that you want to add? Um, where people can find you? Maybe any social medias that they can reach out to you on? Sure, um, I'd love to um, plug Jessica's House. If you want to look online at jessicashouse.org, we have a lot of resources there. Also, if any of your listeners or you guys would ever be interested in volunteering, there is a helping hand little tab there if you're interested in applying to be a volunteer. And then also you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. And um, we just look forward to connecting with everyone. And it was such a pleasure to meet you guys. And thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so yeah. much, you guys. You thank too. You. Bye-bye. You too. Bye, guys. Have a great day. All right. You guys, that was so cool. Um, having Brad and Aaron with us and we really just pray that 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 this episode just blesses you guys um, and it helps you in whatever uh, ways that that it can all right thank you guys so much for tuning in um, we were you know so lucky to have uh, Jessica's house with us today and um and we are very excited to release this to you guys. Um, if you guys have any questions or if you want someone to talk to, you can go um, go get in touch with Jessica's house. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram. Um, and our username is H-I-L-M-A-R-F-T-F. Um, and you can, I don't know, send us a DM for um, episode requests or... Um, we also put out some interactive posts and things on our story. Um, a couple of days ago we did like a, Hey, can, how can we be praying for you? And, you know, we didn't repost anything, but, um, just to kind of like, let you know, like if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we just kind of, you know, kept that in mind. Um, and also for our Q and a, we are going to do a Q and a next week in the light of, um, Valentine's Day because you guys it's February I know that's crazy um, but Valentine's Day is just around the corner and in light of that we thought we would talk relationships um, and whether you're single you're dating um, if you're engaged if you're married whatever stage of life you're in um, we encourage you to check out our episode we have a guest speaker um, a mentor um, and a friend of mine of these past few years and um, we're going to be talking about all the walks and stages of life of being single, um, dating, engaged, married, like all of that stuff. Um, so we put out a Q&A on our Instagram story. So go check that out. Um, and also give us a rating or review if you are on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. If you're on Anchor, you can actually send us a voice message um, review. And that's a really cool perk of the app. But yeah, that is all of our commercials. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Bye.
Oh, I 